Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This episode may contain explicit language. <laughs> Welcome to Karen Feeding After Dark, where we remember that our spouses and co-parents were, a long time ago, that really exciting first date. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's seven, and spouse to Jeff, who's 42. We live in Tokyo, Japan. Hey, I'm Lucy Lopez. I host the Mamacita Rica podcast. I am mother to Amelia, who's 13, Avery, who is 11, and I'm married to Gino, and we've been together for 11 years. You do the math. And we live in Miami, Florida. I'm Zach Rosen. I host another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show. I'm dad to Noah, who's six, Ami, who's three, and husband to Shira, who is well into her 30s, just like me. We've been together for, oh my gosh, 18 years this year. We live in Detroit. Wow, 18 years. So I'm at 15. So we are all like married, married. Yeah. Partnered. Long haulers. Well, that's the perfect uh, segue because Valentine's Day has come and gone, but we're not done talking about grown-up relationships. It can be hard to parent and handle the normal couple stuff that comes up in long-term relationships. So today, we're talking about our marriages, how we navigate tricky issues with our spouses, how our relationships have changed, and how you merge two parents into one parenting unit. Then we'll wrap up with a special round of the newlywed game to test whether we and our spouses are on the same wavelength. Not gonna lie, I'm a little bit nervous. Let's get started. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll see you back here with our couple questions. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. All right, we're back, and instead of tackling listener questions this week, we're going to do something a little different. Each of us have brought a problem of our own for the other hosts to help, and we've roped in our partners. So to kick it off, Jeff and I will go first. So here's what we recorded for you guys to solve. Okay, Jeff is here with me for our Karen feeding after dark. That's what we're calling this. Hello, listeners. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so here's the deal. Jeff has been traveling a lot for work, which means that... 
we have kind of two different morning routines that happen. So I will have four or five days where I run my morning routine and then like Jeff's home and he runs the morning routine. And I'll tell you, my morning routine is so much fun. The kids love it. It is fun. The fundamental problem is by the time I get downstairs in the morning, which is maybe with like 30 minutes to go to get out the door. Right. You guys are not close to being ready to go. Well, it depends. Some mornings we've got a board game out. Some days we'll do a puzzle or we might be baking something that morning. So these are all fun activities for the kids to do before school. And they're things I value. But then when I get downstairs, you say, okay, I'm going to shower. (laughs) So I feel like the work is still mine. Like it's my job to get everyone out the door. And then at this point, I now feel incredibly panicked to get what I see as an hour's worth of things done. So if I'm up at five and I've packed lunches and I've made crepes or waffles for the children and we're playing a game by 7.30... And we need to get out the door to school at 8, and you wander or saunter down at 7.30. I'm just asking for your help at that point, (laughs) because I've nailed it the last three hours. I mean, but when you're not here, I run like a, I would say like fascist-like efficiency kind of morning. Yeah, military precision. It's it's admirable. I I see your your results. Like we, I call out the time, and there are times like I'm constantly asking uh, like, Alexa, what time is it? Alexa, what time is it? And then she's calling out the time. And as we hit different times, we hit different places. Everything Elizabeth just said was accurate. That is exactly what happens in the morning. <laughs> they are, they've not brushed their hair. They've not brushed their teeth. They're not in their school uniform. Their lunches are not in their book bags. Their water bottles aren't full. But they are happier. Like, when I run in the morning, they're not very particularly happy. So what's the purpose of childhood, then? I'll take being late to school once in a while if our no, children you won't. are happy. You would let us be late to school? This is crazy. All right, weigh in. <laughs> Great. <laughs> First of all, are you kids waking up at five in the morning? No, we don't have to be. We have to be out the door um, by eight. Oh, I thought I heard so, him say that there's three hours of. Oh, he gets up at five. He gets up at five or before okay. and goes running. And then when he gets back, the kids are getting up. Okay. And how often is he doing the mornings? Like, how, how how often is he gone on work? I mean, now he's gone again now. I mean, so I would say it's kind of like he's gone 10 days, home 10 days, gone 10 days, home 10 okay. days. Making crepes and pancakes in the morning, that sounds amazing. Like, I want to be in your house. I want to wake up in the morning in your casa. Uh, I, I just can see how that could be incredibly infuriating, especially if you're the person who's like, Alexa, what time is it? This, that. And I get that. Mm -hmm. So is there a way that on the 10 days that he's home, you could join in on on Fun Dad in the morning? Like, can you be part of the fun? Yeah, I mean, I can get up and come down, but then it feels like I'm doing the work while they're having the fun. (laughs) I'm I'm more relaxed doing the work, right? Um, What what do you mean doing the work? Like, are you cleaning up after everyone, getting everybody's uniform on? Yeah, like I'm the one being like, hey, there's 10 minutes to go and nobody's in their uniform. Right. Like we need toothbrush, we need book bags. And and I am a big advocate that like, I'm not going to do that for the kids. Like we prep our bags the night before, things like that. And I supervise lunch making. But when he's not here, like the kids pack their own lunches um, because I'm like, they come downstairs, I'm helping with breakfast. I do breakfast dishes 
Um, but they're, you know, part of the process. When dad's there, it's like sit at the counter, place your order. Sure, you want to get out a board game and leave it out on the table? No problem. There's a woman who lives here that cleans that up. <laughs> like, you know, like, like when they leave, because he does, when he's here, he drives them to school, which is nice. Of course, when I am here, I have to drive them because um, they're not taking the train to school. They're only taking it at home because it's so freaking crowded in the morning. But um, it just feels like the workload feels like twice because it's compressed. And I don't know how to get him like on board. So I guess, yes, like one solution is I just come down in the morning and he's fun dad and I'm still just like keeping things on track. Or why don't you share like one day he's fun dad and the next day you guys do things the way you run them. Yeah, I'm also I'm I'm also just like what what would it take for him to remain fun dad while also like asking them to go brush their teeth and and get dressed? Like how much how much ex- he's he's putting in a lot of energy to be fun dad. How much extra energy yeah. would it take for him just to think logistically a little bit more? I like know, have you asked I... have you asked him to have you asked him to do these other things? Yes, yes. And he's H- has it always been calm? No. <laughs> What would you say your 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 question is here? Is it how do I get Jeff to? Yeah, like to, how do we get mornings? And and I do think maybe Lucy's right. Like maybe the answer might be somewhere in the middle, right? Like maybe middle. when he's when he's here, I can't really have the morning off because I think that's my desire is like just if I didn't have to do the chaos that is the morning, but that's not happening. I just have compressed my chaos time, so like. I probably, I have to be the one that gets up too and goes downstairs even when he's here. Or you can ask him to do all of it when he when he's there. If you feel like that's a, that's fair, which I think you, you have an argument that that is fair, that he does it all in the morning because you're doing it all in the afternoon and every day that he's gone, which is half the time. Yeah, and all the things when he's gone. So if it is important to you, if it is like, if that would make, improve your life um, and you think it's viable for him to to be, you know, admiral and fun dad at the same time, then like I think you it's a it's incumbent upon you to say it. Maybe switch off like, hey, tomorrow don't pull out the games. Just do the fun breakfast and let's get the ball moving. So you're not taking away the experience from mm. him or altering what he's already doing so beautifully for the kids and, you know, your family. Uh and just be like I love that you do all this. This is awesome. I know why you're doing all this. But mm. um, instead of, you know, ordering the sundae with sprinkles, gummy worms, to chocolate chips, <laughs> extra fudge and a cherry, mm-hmm. can can we leave the fudge off and just compromise? Because and, and I yeah. tell them, because when we add on all this extra stuff, I'm stressed out because the clock is ticking. I think I think that and your kids, like you've said, they are old enough for Jeff and you not to need to tell them to do all this stuff. Like if they want to have fun, great, but it's incumbent upon them to, you know, make their lunch, brush their teeth, get dressed. Um, so I think I think they need to be held accountable too. Okay. When he gets back from this trip, we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to say Zach and Lucy have spoken. <laughs> this no, is what I have to say. And Lucy, you pointed out, like, I need to acknowledge that I understand why he's doing this. Like, He's he's not doing this to annoy me. We're on the same team. Right. Of course. Um, he's doing right. this to build his relationship with the kids, which mm-hmm. is something that mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very helpful. All right. Lucy? I know I'm next, and I'm freaking you... out. <laughs> Just want to pre- preface with you that. You were prepped. 
<laughs> okay, let's hear what you and Gino have to say. So I guess our couple's problem is that we're a bit codependent of each other. Is that how you say it? Codependent, yeah. And that's just the best we could come up with because we're pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> We're so great. Um, and I, this problem surfaced this year, but you feel differently. You, you, How long do you think we've been like incredibly codependent of each other? Well, going back to before pandemic, right? You had certainly your, your lifestyle was, you were in it, in it, in it, in it. At the studio, before I woke up, I woke up, felt like a single dad, had the girls, hair to brush all on my own. And all that. And um, then pandemic hit. So you're doing your show from home. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now we're like, not just partners married. Now it almost feels like we're a little bit of a on the co-worker vibe. Right. I can actually hear you in your meetings and I, I help brainstorm ideas where I can because, you know, I love that too. But it's more like um, I'm in your your daily work life all the time you're in my business every <laughs> friggin' day and it's insane and i'm in your business every freaking day and we're like working under the same roof different industries and i feel like we just need to learn how to separate work and us a little bit not too much you see i'm codependent that's the solution <laughs> I don't know if that's a solution. I don't know either. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm certainly invested in your work. Like, what, what's going on with this project coming Right, up? right. And that's always beautiful to have in a partner, but I feel that we're just a little too much in each other's biz. Do you feel the same way, or am I here talking? Well, I mean, I'm in sales. That's not as exciting as what you do. So I don't think you're too invested in what I'm doing, other than no. the paycheck. So I guess our problem is, how do we remedy that? You two sound adorable, Lucy. first of all. Yeah, first of all, this is so cute. <laughs> what is the codependency taking away from the relationship? I'm so happy you brought that up, Elizabeth. <laughs> I think it's like the element of like surprise, like mm. um, the yearning, the I miss him. Wow, I wonder what he had for lunch today. Um, or him like... This sounds so cheese, but like him having lunch and like, oh, look what I, I'm having this sandwich for lunch and like sending me a selfie or with the sandwich mm. and me like replying back like, oh, that looks great. And I just feel that there's that element of like not knowing what the other person is up to is not good for our personalities. It's good sometimes, but then in other, I just, I kind of want a little bit of mysteriousness like just a little bit right so you, know? you guys are just like fully entrenched mm -hmm. in every last thing mm -hmm. and i know it sounds like i'll even shake my head like how annoying it sounds because i hear it. it it's annoying but like he's my best friend yeah but i know that it could be a little unhealthy and it's not like i'm psychotically obsessed with him it's more like i want to know what he thinks i want to know all that you know everything that you know, I want to know what he thinks. I want to know his ideas. I want to know what he thinks about my ideas. And I've never, ever, ever had that in a relationship. And I'm cool with being that when it comes to the kids. But 
I just feel that there needs to be a little bit of like, uh, this is your you space think and this is mine. Do you think it's that you don't get to choose which work things you bring to him? Like in, in that sense or which? <gasps> oh, that's such a great point. Yeah, I think so. I think before in the past when he like he mentioned, you know, he was literally living like a single dad kind of life. I would only come to him when something was already signed, sealed and delivered. You know, if I had a big interview, let's say this afternoon, I chances are I wouldn't tell him until 10 minutes before the interview. Now, because I don't have everyday coworkers, I'm like, so I'm kind of working on this idea and I'm thinking and, and those are kind of ideas that you share with a coworker and with someone that you could be like, all right, see you tomorrow. And I don't have the, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Because I think um, there are also, like, I feel like we have friends that would say Jeff and I are codependent because we call, text each other constantly about things. Mm-hmm. But I completely see the difference between making the choice to be like, hey, I have this, what do you think? And him being like, hey, I heard you on that call. Not to Not that he's like creeping, but just like, Hey, are you you kind of working something out over lunch or like you said with a coworker? But like you kind of want to leave. You you maybe don't want to talk about that at dinner. No, I don't. Um, I don't want to talk about it. But now it's like come into the house. Yes, like last night we were watching The Bachelor. Don't judge. Do not you don't you dare judge me. And I'm watching The Bachelor and in the middle of watching The Bachelor, he goes, "Hey, did you ever hear back from so and so?" Mhm. And it was such a buzzkill because I'm yeah. so invested in seeing who Joey is going to pick. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I even made a face. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up, you know. And I go, no, it's just because why are you bringing in that up? And then I kind of get, like, angry about it. But I don't realize that I'm getting angry or annoyed. Like, it's all over my face. I mean, I actually say, like, I'm just exhausted. That part of my brain is exhausted. Like, I want to be wife and mom now. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, right, it right. feels like a, a pretty clear boundary that you can articulate, especially couching it with, like, Gino, I know you're asking me because you are so invested in my life mm. and my story, and I really appreciate it. And can we just do this thing where we talk about my work when I initiate it? It's it's, it's a really clean ask, I think. That's a great, Yeah. Why is it that we just don't come up with these solutions at the moment? I, I tend to wear it emotionally on my face. And like he asked me last night in the middle of The Bachelor. And I was just like, what? What are you doing? It was like he ruined the moment for me. And I let him know that. I'm like, I feel like you're ruining it. And he goes, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry I can't talk to you about work. I'm like, no, it's not that. It's just like I feel like we're all together like all the time. And then he was like, there's, there's that problem that we're going to share with a million people that listen to Care and Feeding. It's a cute, it's frankly, frankly, it's a good problem to have. Like (laughs) a lot of couples would be so lucky to, for this to be their problem. It's true. Oh, thank you. Um, all right, Zach, you and Shira are up next. Yeah. So just a quick little bit of context. This was recorded right after the incident that we'll describe here. And I think it kind of speaks to, uh, a bigger issue. Well, let's listen. I love that you got this in the moment. Okay. I'm excited. So I think by giving him that laughing cow cheese, now he knows, oh, right before bed, he can get whatever he wants if he cries for it. I think he really was hungry. He went right to bed. Yeah, I disagree. I I don't think I need to stand my ground there. It's a really simple thing to give him. 
Like, I'm not giving him candy. I'm giving him just, like, some protein. And he goes to bed right away. Because our disagreement is that I try to stand my ground, but you don't think it's consistent, right? And I just think you're standing your ground in the wrong place. You think we should just give him what he wants right before bed? I mean, tonight, you're right. He went right down. I'm learning that, like, there, there's this thing when it's like he always, whatever, he wants this one thing. And when if we stand our ground there, it escalates. Uh-huh. And exactly. it's like there's a really easy way to not let it escalate. Give him a piece of cheese. But then there's other times, like, when he wants TV, that's when we do stand when our ground. When has he been doing He hasn't been doing that recently. No, it's true. Yeah, he's evolving. He's evolving. He's growing up. Yeah. He's been shutting off the TV right when we say. It's been great. He did really good tonight. Yeah. So to me, this is like listening to him. He's saying, this is what I want. And he has now been showing a pattern that when we give him this one piece of food that he wants, that's not even candy, he listens. He went straight to bed. I have learned that that's how to not escalate things. Mm Mm-hmm. When it's a reasonable request. So as part of the bedtime fight, which long time, not even long time listeners, if you've been listening for this, this is bit this is like recent, right? Or it's always been like, how long has the Ami bedtime thing been going it's, on? It's recent. I mean, and it's gotten better, like Shira said, but there are instances in which, like we described there, like Noah, Noah goes to bed easily now. Um, and they're sharing a room and he we're just like lay down on me and he just like refuses to lay down he just like stands up and he's like i'm hungry um and i take that as like you know a sign of aggression like i'm not going to bed i'm gonna think of anything to do to not go to bed i'm just trying to delay um and that's kind of my read on it and when i'm like no we're not eating like you had dinner um it's time for bed that escalates it like shira i think correctly said and she's just noticing, like, oh, if I just give him what he wants, then he'll go to bed. Then he goes to bed. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, is that, like, are we teaching him that, like, he just needs to cry and whine and then he'll get what he wants? That's why, that's why, what my worry is, you know? Um, but the results are, like Shira said, like, the results are good. Like, he's then going to bed. So maybe he is just hungry. And it's not like, yeah. it's not like, it's not, it's not if you give him a cookie situation with him. He's not then asking for something else. It's just like right. So, as all, I mean, she's she's typically right. So I think she might be right here. Well, I have two thoughts. Yeah. One is specific to the food, mm-hmm. and one is specific to the situation. Mm-hmm. So with the food, I don't get food before bed because you have to rebrush. Are you rebrushing teeth? I'm very worried about the dental health here. <laughs> okay, so for me, the food is a no because we have to brush our teeth before bed or we're we're giving something that is, I don't care what you're eating, is going to cause problems down the road. So for this specific thing, I would just before teeth brushing say, Ami, would you like a piece of cheese before we brush our teeth? Um, because you tend to be hungry just before bed and let him have the cheese and brush the teeth. So that's my food. So I, I think on the food... <laughs> I, I just, you got to brush your teeth. Okay. Okay. That might be my personal issue. We can go into that in some no, that's therapy fair. <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, I think Shira's right, though, in terms of allowing a reasonable request. And I think I've mentioned this before that we use the, the bedtime pass situation where they basically got two requests. And then after that, it was a solid no. What are some other requests? And those other two than requests. Snacks? 
could be anything water an extra snuggle uh-huh. um okay. you know needing to leave the room okay. for something uh-huh. right but i think you could end the like food thing by just being like hey you get a little choice of a snack we've noticed you're hungry just before bed so that it's not a reason for him to stay up and you can brush those teeth mm-hmm. that's what i think mm-hmm. First of all, Shira sounds like a wonderful human being and the (laughs) smartest ever. Because a few weeks ago, I believe Ami was the same child who was only eating crackers at one time. (coughs) Uh And Uh now we've stepped it up to cheese. (laughs) No, he was always eating cheese too. But, okay. but point so, taken, well, point taken. I, I appreciate that. You could be like, no cheese, but you can try this new food. <laughs> I mean, I I could see your wife maybe doing the like, well, you can have cheese or you can have a cookie tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I do feel that I'm really proud that you guys are choosing a protein because it's like, I have like articles on this because we have an 11-year-old who... Every night, there's something up. I can't fall asleep. And I've bribed her into having a, which, why not bribe? I don't want to say bribe. But here's a, a teaspoon full of peanut butter. And it knocks her out. Um, Yeah, knocks her completely out. But she has to do it. She has to ask for it before she brushes her teeth, before she goes to bed. And that's kind of like the road that we took on that. Um. I don't think, I mean, I don't think Ami is manipulating you guys so he could wake up and have a piece of cheese every night. And if he is, if he is, you're lucky that he really knows what he wants (laughs) and he knows what time he can get things done. Um, But I just, I don't know, like, I think the whole idea of giving him what what he wants, I don't think it's necessarily giving up at all. Um, Like, not even a little bit. And what I mean by giving up is like giving up power. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you guys are giving up power you at all. Okay. I think Shira is acknowledging something that could be real. You know, does Ami run around the house after dinner? Is he super active after dinner and right before he goes to bed? He could be burning those calories. He could have a high metabolism and he's like genuinely hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners... See, even even we are just full of problems. But if you've had problems like ours, we hope this might have helped. And if you have your own problem or different issues, great news. You can get in touch. We'd really love to hear from you. And of course, we'll give you our thoughts. You can email us at karenfeedingpod at slate.com. Leave a comment on the Slate Parenting Facebook page. Or if you really want to make us happy, tell us your story by leaving us a voicemail. Wasn't it nice to hear from our spouses? That's how much we love hearing from you. So you can give us a call at 646-357-9318. All right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back in a second. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget. 
giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. Instead of triumphs and fails this week, we are going to play a round of the newlywed game. If you're not familiar, it's a popular icebreaker game where we'll guess how our partners answered relationship questions. Mara, our producer, has been in touch with Jeff, Gino, and Shira, and she's already got their answers to the questions we're about to get asked. So let's see how we do. Oh my God, yes. I'm really nervous. Me too. This is so <laughs> oh my. fun. Okay. So first question, besides diapers and wipes... What does your partner think is the most important item in the diaper bag? This is a great question. I mean, I would say snacks. I would say water bottle. I, oh my gosh. I think my husband must have said something like maybe beer. (laughs) So Lucy was actually the closest to getting it right. Um, Gino said flask, also snackies, probably more important snackies. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) Jeff said trash bags. Trash bags. Okay. I should have followed my gut. And Shira said an extra set of clothes. Yep. I knew I should have said that. (laughs) Makes so much sense. (laughs) Okay. Second question. Who said I love you first? Jeff. (laughs) Me. Gino. Is it all the men? No. So Jeff confirmed it was Jeff. Shira confirmed it was Zach. And Gino said she did, but she'll say that I did. (laughs) better than you know him that's amazing okay what is your partner's least favorite parenting task bedtime or dealing with angry children i don't know if laundry counts as parenting if it does count then certainly laundry okay this is like what what gino doesn't like to do right right laundry hands down jeff said bedtime shira said bedtime Hmm. and gino said folding tiny clothes bonus round what does your partner think your least favorite parenting task is bedtime i would say jeff either said morning based on our conversation (laughs) or some he listed some kind of chore maybe laundry okay i can't stand taking the kids to school or picking them up but it's not because of my kids it's because of the school drop-off line jeff said elizabeth's least favorite task is cooking (laughs) so true Shira said Zach's least favorite task is getting the kids to eat when they don't want to. And Gino said Lucy's least favorite task is the car pickup line. I heard it. My gosh. Lucy and Gino. Y'all are synced up. We're so codependent. (laughs) (laughs) Some say codependent. Others say deeply in love. This was amazing. That was fun. That's so fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, and thanks to our our wonderful partners who were like, sure, we'll play we'll play your games this week. Yeah, we'll be characters in your little show. <laughs> they all got on mic. I'm so I'm so proud yes. of them. Uh, well, listeners, we've just given you a lot to talk about. If you have thoughts or you decide to ask your own partner these questions, we would love to hear about it. You know how to get in touch. You can email, call us, or come find us on social media. And that's our show. Subscribe, leave a rating and review, and of course, tell your friends. 
If you want more parenting advice, you can find Karen Feeding, the column on Slate.com. This episode of Karen Feeding is produced by Maura Curry with special thanks to Rosemary Belson. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Lucy Lopez and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.